Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 28th of February, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Let's talk about politics. On Sunday the 26th, the main opposition, the Republican People's Party, or CHP, announced that it gave a full authority to Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu on any decision-making regarding the 2023 elections, including who is going to be CHP's presidential candidate. But when it comes to deciding on the candidate of the nation's alliance, the opposition alliance the CHP is a part of, Kalich Darlu still needs the alliance's consensus. Moving on. Unfortunately, on Monday the 27th, there was another high-magnitude earthquake in the southern city of Malatya, measuring 5.6 on the Richter scale. Reports say that almost 30 buildings collapsed and around 70 have been injured. The death toll is currently at 1. Experts have been expecting this earthquake. They predict that there may be similar earthquakes in Adana and Cyprus as well. Now, on to some news on the aftermath of the earthquakes. Aftershocks still continue in southern Turkey, and they are strong ones. Experts say that since the 6th of February, over 7,000 aftershocks have hit the region. On Saturday the 25th, the Cumhuriyet newspaper wrote that on the third day of the earthquake, Turkey's Red Crescent, or the Kuzula in Turkey, sold 46 million liras worth of tents to the ABAP, a non-governmental social aid organization. After the news broke out, many criticized Kızılay for selling the tents for profit instead of delivering them directly to the earthquake zone. Many people also question why the Kızılay needs donations if it makes profits from selling emergency aid equipment. Some also criticized Abbap for giving money to Kızılay as people who didn't trust the Kızılay with their donation donated to Abbap instead, but their money still ended up at the Kızılay's account. Haluk Levent, the head of the Ahbap organization, said at the time that they didn't have the luxury of questioning their decision as people were freezing on the streets and they had to quickly deliver housing tents to the area. Turkish courts have arrested many contractors whose buildings have collapsed in the earthquake. Some report that the number is close to 200. However, many pointed out that no court took legal action against the contractors from the ruling Justice and Development Party. This caused backlash from the public. Following the backlash, on Friday the 24th, a court in the city of Malatya arrested Zafar Kurshoval, the ruling Justice and Development Party, or AKP's, deputy mayor of the city's Matalgazi district. His hotel collapsed in the earthquake, killing 11 volleyball players from the municipality's team, as well as four amputee football players. The next day, on Saturday the 25th, another court arrested Okish Kavak, AKP's district mayor for the city of Gaziantep. He allegedly didn't inspect the construction of some of the buildings that collapsed in the earthquake. On that note, Hussein Jimshit, a lawyer, filed a lawsuit against President Erdogan and ministers of the Environment and Urbanization, Interior, National Defense, Health, and Transportation and Infrastructure, claiming that they were responsible for thousands of deaths in the destruction of the earthquake. On Sunday the 26th, Jimshit announced on Twitter that a police officer called him down to the prosecutor's office to give a statement regarding the lawsuit. He pointed out that a police officer cannot interrogate a lawyer and accused the chief prosecutor of the Republic of malpractice for disregarding this. Similarly, a group of over 60 lawyers got together to file a lawsuit against the president and many ministers, governors, and mayors of the earthquake region. Moving on, the Turkish Super League had been postponed because of the earthquake. The games resumed on Saturday the 25th, and the first match was between Fenerbahce and Kanyaspor. During the match, the Fenerbahce fans held banners and shouted slogans calling on the government to resign. The broadcaster muted the slogans on live TV. The same thing happened the next day during the game between Besiktas and Antalyaspor. The fans also paid tribute to the victims of the earthquake by stopping the game at 4 minutes 17 seconds, the time the earthquake occurred, and threw teddy bears and winter clothes at the field for those who need it in the earthquake zone. 
Devlet Bahçeli, the head of the ruling nationalist movement party, criticized the fans' behavior, accusing them of being traitors to the country. He called on football clubs to either have their games without viewers or find a way to prevent the slogans. He later announced that he resigned from his Besiktas football club membership, citing fans' inappropriate behavior. However, a sports journalist reported that Bacelli had been kicked out of the membership a while ago because he didn't pay the membership fee. Many criticized Bacelli for trying to silence the public and for confusing the government with the state. On another note, on Monday the 27th, during a visit to Adiyaman, one of the cities affected by the earthquake, the president asked for the people's blessings for the government's shortcomings in the earthquake. He said that they couldn't run things as effectively as he wished because of negative circumstances like bad weather. Some people interpreted this as the government admitting its wrongdoings, as they mostly refused any allegation of wrongdoing. On that note, the president also handed out cash to the people of Adiaman during his visit. Many criticized this and accused him of belittling the public. The Information and Communication Technologies Authority, known as BTK, blocked access to Ekshi Dictionary, a popular dictionary-like discussion forum where users write entries on different topics, much like Reddit. The forum favors free speech, and it particularly caught the government's eye for the user's take on the earthquake, which openly blames the government for casualties and the destruction. Ekshi tweeted that they knew about the ban on the website, but they didn't know why the BTK imposed the ban. It also pointed out that they had tried to reach the BTK to get information, but they couldn't reach it. Experts say that the BTK likely imposed the ban on the grounds of protecting public order and national security. Moving on, a court banned the sale of Isan Ilyachik's Quran interpretation. This decision came after the Directorate of Religious Affairs applied to the court claiming that Ilyachik's translation violated the Directorate's regulation on the translation of the Quran. The court also ruled that any copies of the book are to be collected as well. Isan Ilyachik is a liberal Islamic theologist that has a different understanding and interpretation of Islam than the government. Making a statement on the ban, Ilyachik said that the directorate regulating Quran translations and interpretations, as well as banning and destroying the books, violated the Constitution. He added that he believed that the religious affairs own translation, as well as its whole existence, violates the fundamentals of Islam. And to close this edition, some news on the economy. On Thursday the 23rd, the central bank lowered the policy interest rate to 8.5%. The rate had been stable at 9% for the last three months, as the bank had announced that they wouldn't lower the rate for a while. However, in early February, the president hinted that the bank would start lowering it again. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way, you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at turkey at rorschach.com. Hoşçakalın! Hoşçakalın!